Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Sports Prime Time from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I am proud, as always, to be presented to you by TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. Go to TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident. No workout ever recycled or repeated. TrueMathFitness.com. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook app today. Baseball, basketball, the NHL Conference Finals. As a matter of fact, in the world of the NBA, you can bet all of your favorite major sports in the Superbook Sports app. And of course, the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage, GaryAshton.com for your dream address without the stress. The Intel edge you need to succeed can be found with the Ashton team at GaryAshton.com. So there's a ton of stuff that I took away from Titans Rookie Minicamp. Again, Three days of on-field work for the players. I'm holding a pen, so that kind of looks like four. Three days of on-field work for the players. Uh, only one day of media availability. We were in the bubble with them for about two hours. Then we had media availability with five of the six draft picks and Mike Vrabel afterwards. So uh, there was a lot I thought that I learned. Obviously, having seen these guys on film and watch them on TV and all these different places where you're getting ready for draft and like having either talked to them at places like the combine or seen interviews of them at various points in college. But now this is the first like real exposure. So it's my first opportunity to have real takeaways. And Levis, I think is the thing that most people are curious about Uh, where you look at the real eight says Chris Frazier. Yeah. He told us that he's choosing to wear number eight just because he thinks it looks cool. Not no, you know, no specificity, no marriage to a particular number. He just likes the number eight. Uh, and uh, so he's going to be number eight with the Tennessee Titans. Um, Ricky says, Will, have, Will Levis haters are sad. I told y'all big orange MFers that Levis is a stud. Um, so like like I said, let's not, we're going to keep expectations uh, manageable, okay? Like I did think that the one day of on-field work that I saw from him I really thought that all the areas that I was looking for, you know, whether I had questions about or that I wanted to see reps of live reps of in practice, as opposed to, you know, what you're able to scrounge together in terms of, can you get college tape of them? Can you find highlights? Is it the right angle? All these different things that you're trying to get access to during the draft process. But Will Levis, um, as an intrigue factor is probably going to be the most interesting rookie for you guys. So, as I was watching him throughout the course of that day of work and saw some of the other highlights that the team put out, I know many of you saw those as well. We're not allowed to film all of the things, all of like the seven on seven and 11 on 11 stuff uh, that they're running. But uh, the team puts out a couple of those clips every once in a while. XD gamer 22 says that are the Titans good. See like even that, like we're not doing that today. We're talking about what I saw from rookie minicamp. Billy jeans says William Raymer. Apparently he doesn't have a nickname yet. Uh, but that's something that we'll uh, we'll do on the radio show later this week with Will Levis's nicknames. By the way, we don't have uh, 
We don't have a date, a specific day and confirmed time for you yet, but uh, we are going to, uh, we are efforting Will Levis on the radio show this week. Um, so you guys can he- learn a little more about him and hear a little more from him. Um, and I'll keep you updated with that. But I was talking to Titans PR about that this week, and they're going to try and make it happen. So we'll see if we can't get Will Levis on the radio show. Anyway, I want to start with like what what your initial concerns about Will Levis were. Like when you had the immediate reaction, whether you're uh, whether you are somebody who um, whether you are somebody who is a, a Tennessee fan who saw the Titans trade up to take Will Levis with Hendon Hooker still on the board and was like, what the hell are they doing? How could they do this? I've seen him play. He plays in the SEC East. He's terrible uh, in uh, against Vanderbilt and Tennessee. He had a nice game against Tennessee in 2021, but why is he so bad now? Why do people think Will Levis is so much better than Hendon Hooker, right? There's that contingent of people. There's people that just don't like the tape. There's people who weren't crazy about his, uh, weren't crazy about his interview process, which, you know, based on my limited exposure has not been, you know, the case, but I'm not interviewing them in the way that, uh, that the coaches are in this way. And I think with all these different things being said, uh, I think all these different things being said, it created a, a, a stigma around Will Levis that fairly or unfairly, it seems premature to judge him on a variety of different things. Now there is tape to judge him on exactly. And that's completely fair. Corey D. Jackson says that's his biggest concern, right? The tape, but to be fair, he didn't have any talent around him. So we are going to, we're going to get into this together. What was your biggest concern about Will Levis when he, when he was initially drafted to the Titans? You're going to hear from Mike Vrabel on a, a, a co- coaching point that they had for him this uh, this weekend, despite him having a very, very strong uh, couple of days of work with the rookies and the tryout players uh, who were in attendance for this week weekend's rookie mini camp. So you'll hear from Mike Vrabel here in just a second, right after I remind you that your Two Rivers Ford take uh, is presented by Two Rivers Ford. 40 years in Middle Tennessee is a locally owned and operated company, quality American-made Ford vehicles, and award-winning customer service. That is how Two Rivers Ford does business. It's why they are the best and most trustworthy car dealership around. Nobody gets you in a better position to succeed. Nobody works harder to make sure that you are satisfied with the car buying process and ultimately your vehicle than Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So what was your biggest concern about uh, Will Levis coming in? Colby Ryan Cooper says Mike Vrabel can't develop quarterbacks. Well, it's a good thing that it's not Mike's job to. Now, ultimately, would you like a head coach who is going to be able to maximize your quarterback position from all different angles in the vein of, let's say, Kyle Shanahan or Mike McDaniel looks like he's going to continue that coaching lineage, right? Would you like somebody who can help you that way? Sure. Mike Vrabel has a different skill set with which to develop quarterbacks. There are varying degrees of quarterback development. Just because Mike Vrabel isn't going to be the person who necessarily is working on his um, I mean, he Mike understands things like footwork and mechanics and stuff like that, but obviously he has a position coach. He's an offensive coordinator. He's a passing game corner coordinator, and he has pass game analysts. But the head coach, who played 14 years in the NFL, can develop him in a variety of different other ways, right? Even though he's a defensive end, he can help him. Uh, he can help Will Levis identify things on defenses, ways that places are, ways that defenses are going to try and capitalize on Will Levis's mistakes, right? There's 
there's degrees of quarterback development. There's different ways that you can develop a quarterback. So I think that generality, um, Colby, it's it's a blanket statement that I don't necessarily agree with, but I understand where you're coming from, right? Um, I think that uh, I think that the thing that or B French says the thing that concerns him the most about Will, and I can't believe that I was saying this, but I was worried about his attitude. So, like, I don't know where that came from. Um, and you heard about that in the draft process, which was something that a lot of people discussed, right? That was something notably that Mike Giardi of the NFL Network reported on, that the Titans had good, very good interactions. Albert Breer, I think, seconded this. Um, had very good interactions with Will Levis and ultimately was prop, was a big part of the reason why he landed here in Tennessee. So I never understood, and I wasn't in those uh, those meeting rooms or those uh, those interview processes at Combine and things the like. But I, uh, you know, there was that discussion point around him, and then on the opposite side, the Titans were one of the, I think, one of the only teams that I saw reporting who had a particularly good interaction with him. So not knowing him personally, I had no idea what his attitude situation was going to be. I've heard nothing but glowing things about the work ethic that he approaches this with. The thing that I have heard from talking to people is that he's a bit robotic, but that doesn't mean that he's got an attitude problem. Maybe he's not, you know, super comfortable and open in certain settings, or maybe he's a little stiff uh, in certain conversational situations. Like who, who can he play quarterback and is he a hard worker? Like, fundamentally at his core that's what i think nfl teams care the most about um karen o'keefe says ego yeah i you know i know that there's been some clips from will levis like talking about real offense at kentucky when, when they played against tennessee like he's had some clips that have been out there that you know maybe didn't give you the best connotation of him but uh you know having not known him personally the the attitude ego whatever like until i know that about a person like that's not going to be a part of my analysis now the, the biggest criticism, obviously, I think warranted criticism of Will Levis, is the decision-making, right? The decision-making and the accuracy, the uh, struggles on film from 21 to 22, right? That, at the core of the Will Levis analysis, is why NFL teams, you know, let him go in the first round or um, why he was, uh, why he was, you know, maybe the explanations were good enough in certain team interview settings, Four teams who were trying to figure out, okay, can you tell us why you did this here and why you made this mistake there? Depends how it how it went in the room, right? We don't have access to that information. But obviously the tape is the biggest concern, right? Because that's, you know, that's the best way to judge him as a football player right now. So um, from my standpoint, that's where I'm coming from. Stephen King says, Buck with no egos. Hell yeah, I've got a big ego. Uh, you If you're good at your job, you, bet, you damn sure uh, have an ego in any line of work that you have. So yes, I can absolutely identify ego because I have a big old ego and sometimes it's a problem. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's justified, which is a, something that somebody with ego would say. <laughs> so never been shy about that part of things. But, uh, Percy Sledge says you can ask the exact same questions about Richardson. Sure. Like there's a lot of different, there's a lot of different areas. None of these quarterbacks are perfect prospects, right? Even if Bryce Young is, you know, thought of to be consequentially better than the other, let's call them four, that we would talk about in that in that conversation. Um, I think uh, I think that when you look at Will Levis, the thing that you're going to gravitate towards most is the decision making. So he had a really nice play 
at the end of practice on Saturday, right? When we're out there for rookie minicamp. Um, and so it's, you know, they're supposed to go, I think it was 1220 to two o'clock was the scheduled time for practice about one fifty in the afternoon. And they're running some, uh, they're running some, some team drills, right? They're just trying to get these guys into the offense, trying to get them comfortable with terminology, all these different things. And so you have Will Levis quarterbacking and he finds Josh Wiley, right? The rookie fifth round pick, the tight end from Cincinnati finds Josh Wiley down the field. It is a, I almost said a, uh, I almost dropped an F-bomb. It is an absolute laser, all right? And he puts it in a spot that only the 6'6", he's probably somewhere between 6'6 and 6'7 by, you know, fractions. But still, a big old tight end, right? He puts it up there where only the tight end can get it. Tight end goes up and gets it. Josh Wiley made a great play, right? And so they end Titans practice 10 minutes early because it's a beautiful play. They're executing well. They apparently had a really good day on Thursday. That wasn't open for media, and obviously, or I'm sorry, Friday and uh, Friday and Sa- Friday and Sunday today because they were had they were out there today as well. Wasn't open to media, so we just saw Saturday. So they ended ten minutes early because they're like, yeah, you know, ended on a completion, ended on a good note, nice stuff there. And so we're asking Mike Vrabel about it afterwards because it's obviously a good play. It was obviously good enough to end on a high note. Um, and uh, and so you know, you asked the head coach for his perspective, and I thought Mike gave a good answer. Speaking to, you know, liking what he saw, but also kind of giving us context for, yeah, when the vets get here, that might not look as clean based on his decision-making in the moment. Positions. How would you like the play that ended it, Mike, with, with two of your key guys kind of leaving and, and finishing everything on a nice note? Well, I would tell you that that probably, um, you know, again, the result was good. And there was a lot of great decisions. Uh, which we ask our quarterback uh, to be able to do, um, but you know that 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 may not end as well with some other players um, when the veterans come in at OTA. So again, it was great by Josh to be able to go. I think we'll just tell Will that you know we got to be careful when we throw it into a team meeting. Um, but it was a great job by Josh being able to track it and um, you know ultimately end up with the catch. So. Uh... Try not to throw it into a team meeting, right? There's a lot of bodies around Josh Wiley when Levis let that one go. Now, the ball placement was nice. Like, he got it in a spot where only that player was going to be able to get it. But Josh Wiley is competing against tryout players, right? He's competing against uh, undrafted uh, uh, defensive backs that they've signed. Um, When, you know, it's, let's say, Kevin Byard at what point, uh, or Amani Hooker, right? And it's them in coverage or... Um, you know, they've got a, a defense where there's more bodies around Josh Wiley in coverage, depending on how they're going about it with the matchups. Um, I think that, uh, I think that when you look at this, um, I think that when you look at this, that's what Mike Vrabel's saying. Like, yeah, you got away with it there. And it, there was a lot of good decision-making throughout the course of the day. And that was a night, you know, the play worked right. But here is some, here are some things that you might feel comfortable throwing into now that you will not be able to get away with in the coming weeks once we start to integrate the full team process. So um, I think that when you when you look at all these things um, for Will Levis, that is the thing that's kind of going to always be in the back of your head as you're watching him play when, you know, whenever he gets the opportunity to get on the field, when he eventually has a turnover, throws an interception, He's going, his decision-making is the thing that's going to be dissected the most because that's the biggest, that's the biggest question that he has to answer. Can you be consistently 
uh, accurate? Can you consistently make good decisions based on what the defense is presenting to you and how you're going to work within the system? So from a football element, I think that uh, I think that Will Levis looked great this weekend. But there are still some things, obviously, that they're going to continue to coach him up on. Uh, I think the uh, I think that when you look all of the when you look at all of the different elements of this, um, I was listening to this. Chef Main says I was listening to this in my car, and I had to turn up the volume when they asked a question and turn it down when it was answered. Get them some mics, please. Yeah, it's always a complaint. Um, you know, it's they don't have us. Uh, they don't have us like mic'd well for the questions. Um, but obviously, Rabel's standing in front of a microphone, so. Yeah, you you if you really want to hear the questions rather than just trying to figure out what he was asked, it's it's not a great setup. The the new press conference areas inside uh where we've been doing some of this, that uh that has been better equipped from an audio standpoint for you guys to be able to hear our questions at press conferences. So, you know, a little bit of a little bit of BTS there. Anyway, uh I think that uh I think that when you look at all the different elements of Will Levis, there's a lot to like, and there's a lot that he's going to be continued to, you know, uh, hyper-scrutinized on. Uh, Alex M says can't afford mics because they overpaid Tannehill, overplayed for Tannehill, but uh, he means overpaid. That's funny. Uh, so let's talk about the things from Will Levis that you're most optimistic about coming into this process on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Right after I remind you that the Primetime Show is presented by TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. Go to TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident, and they will put you in a position to succeed. Uh, I've been very fortunate to work with the great people at TrueMath, the great coaching staff, the great workout plans that they put together. I have benefited from that immensely, and I know you will as well. They have all different levels for every different level of fitness. Whether you're somebody who's looking to improve in certain areas, you already consider yourself to be in shape or you feel like you're in a good spot, but you want to find ways where you can elevate. TrueMav has that. They have personal training. If you're somebody who's trying to get into it at a little more on your own individual pace, they will make that happen for you. And of course, an open gym for you if you sign up for one of their membership plans. TrueMavFitness.com is where you go for your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident and for the best gym membership in Nashville. Okay, so what are you most optimistic about with Will Levis? Um, I think there's a couple of different things that, you know, if you put your biases aside, if you're a Tennessee fan, you can still come away with Tennessee Vols fan, right? Now, not all Vols fans are Titans fans and not all Titans fans are Vols fans. But um, I do think that there are some things where he might have gotten, he might have been an easy target out of the gate in terms of scrutiny and criticism. There is some stuff about Will Levis's game, obviously, to like, but there's a very good reason that he was the first pick in the second, or one of the first picks in the second round uh, at this point, and was for a period of time considered to be a potential first round pick. Uh, Dr. Lipschitz says his work ethic, intelligence, toughness, and leadership, those types usually work out. Um, it's certainly a good starting point, right? Like the attitude thing, like I don't know where it came from. Um, and again, there are people who have had far more interactions with Will Levis thus far. I'm just now getting to know him. So I can't give you a, I can't give you an accurate assessment of those kind of things, nor can I speak to his interactions with people um, previously. Uh, but I think that the uh, physical abilities were never the criticism of Levis, says Ben Hall. That's correct. Puka likes that he won't start immediately. That's what she's most optimistic about. 
Uh, what impressed me, uh, says Ricky W. Well, Ricky, I honestly, uh, I thought that, again, it's one practice. So he had a good day. They did put a ball on the ground. They did have a fumble uh, early uh, early on when they started working team stuff. And that was something that Mike Vrabel talked about in, his, in the full press conference uh, that you can find. I think there's a clip of it out there that I tweeted um, if you want to go find all those things from Saturday's practice. But what I liked, I liked his accuracy. I liked his decision-making. Um, Vrabel brought up, you know, throwing it to traffic. And I understood it because he's throwing it at inferior players. He's got the the superior target in Josh Wiley. He's got the superior skill set from the tryout corner trying to defend the six seven tight end. Um, so I understood why he was confident ripping that ball in there. And that confidence showed. I think the thing that I was you know, that I didn't know about him was like, okay, now that, you know, the draft craziness is gone and you've got all these kind of conversations around like who you are personally and how you interact with people and all these different things. I was curious to learn how he interacted. I thought he, I thought he looked comfortable. I thought he looked incredibly comfortable on the football field. I thought he looked confident in dealing with his teammates. His teammates seemed to his, you know, the tryout players and the fellow rookies um, seemed to really respond well to him. Like I said, it's one day, but these are all things that you notice, right? Because it's our first opportunity getting to do so. Um, But then on the off the field side of things, I thought the way that he conducted himself in the press conference um, was completely counterintuitive to the idea that I'm sure many of you have about him and the idea that, you know, some of us had about him because of the reports that we've read without getting to know him first. And this man got up there and it doesn't mean anything to win a press conference, but like, I know plenty of people who have been in the league for a long time who we talk to on a regular basis who aren't as confident, comfortable, and relaxed as he was because he's in the place where he's most comfortable. He may have some robotic tendencies, but the place where this dude thrives, by all accounts, is when he gets to put in that work. And so uh, we were talking to him after practice on Saturday, and I thought he spoke to that quite well. Maybe the first couple of days are going for you here with the Titans. Fun. First time, you know, playing ball in a long time. It's the game we all love. So the opportunity to come out here and, and just play and learn. Uh, it's just been a lot of fun and getting to know the guys, getting to know the coaches, getting to know the, the offense. Uh, a lot of work to do, but got a lot of good work in the last few days. Is that ultimately like the part of this that's most comfortable, just getting back into the routine of going through the process of getting ready for another football yeah. season? I think we all thrive on, on routines and stuff, you know. And, I mean, obviously in the offseason we have a routine, but when – when you're in the building all day long in, in a camp environment like this, I feel like you got to just be that much more locked in. You got to be that much more in tune with, with everything that's going on. And uh, I think because of that, we're all able to learn so much in such a short amount of time. And I'm just so proud of all the, all the guys, all the new guys in here have handled it and have just gone out there and done their best and uh, executed at a high level. Did you maybe finish on that? So, uh, Devin Mill, that was uh, Will Levis, um, Jimmy uh, Wyatt asking the first question and, and me asking him the second about, you know, is this not the place where you are at, at your most comfortable, your most relaxed? And, and I, you know, I thought that really came across, right? I'm not trying to do body language and all these things. Uh, Devin Mills says he's like a Tannehill clone and, and then says on God, he better not get popped for PEDs. That's pretty funny because I mean, the dude's biceps are just, they, they live. It's like Saquon Barkley's uh, uh, thighs. Like people talk about uh, Saquon Barkley and AJ Dillon, right? With uh, with how just massive the musculature is on these dudes. Will Levis's biceps are real. <laughs> that was 
you know, not often do you notice like another dude's arms like that and, unless they are like truly crazy, but like my guy is rocked up on his arms. So I don't know about the, you know, whatever, not to, not to do body language and, uh, and anatomy analysis tonight, but like the biceps are real. Um, I thought that the, uh, he is a Tannehill clone though. Like he, he really is. And you know who loves him some Ryan Tannehill? Mike Vrabel. It makes a lot of sense why these guys clicked the way that reportedly they did. For those of you who haven't read Joe Rexroad's piece on Will Levis and his background, his family, his family ties to Peter Skaronsky here in Tennessee. Um, the, uh, the, the first round pick of the Titans this year, the tackle from Northwestern, like uh, all these, all these different, uh, all these different things about who he is as a person and, and what might be a fair characterization, what might not be. So I don't, you know, whether you, whether a Tannehill clone is appealing to you or not, and this is just a personality thing. I thought, I thought from a, uh, you know, I thought on the on-field, we went through the on-field earlier. I thought he handled himself very, very well. Um, and then in the press conference as well, like you can tell all the different elements of him that they looked at and said, yeah, this is a no-brainer. Like it's a no-brainer if he's there. At the end of the first round, we'll trade up and get him. If he's there at the top of the second, we'll trade up and get him. Like that's and that's what they did, right? They identified this guy as a player who they can work with. And I think from that standpoint, that's gonna be the element of this marriage that ultimately makes this thing work if it does ultimately pan out that way. He is the kind of guy that they want in their system. And that um Bryce Erickson says, Buck, do I uh do I think uh, he has the it factor? I don't, I don't even know what that means. Um, and I get what you're asking, right? But like, what what I'm gonna try to avoid doing because I think this gets done way too often with young quarterbacks. Well, I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna avoid doing here in just a second. Right after I tell you a place that you should not be avoiding. As a matter of fact, you should be seeking them out. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook app today and get your uh get your action on your favorite sports promo code atoz that's a two z for a 250 dollars bonus bet up to 250 dollars in bonus bets when you download the app today that's promo code a two z in the superbook sports app to wager on baseball basketball nhl and all your favorite major sports superbook.com for terms and conditions gambling problem call the tennessee red line 1-800-889-9789 so um you know, going back to the question about the it factor, right? And whether it factor is confidence, whether it's comfort level, whether it's, you know, he's a natural once he gets out on the field, whatever the case may be. Uh, I don't know who this person is yet. So it factor based on one day of observation, I can tell you some things that I liked about the day of work that he got in. I can tell you some things that I didn't like about the day of work that he got in. And I think that a lot of this stuff I'm learning as you guys are and some of the, you know, obviously I have, I have access to be able to kind of disseminate what I'm learning and you guys can make observations for yourself when you, you know, you go to training camp and see some of the stuff or you go attend games and should he play and all these different things. Um, and you know, all of this, all of this is it's projection right now, but based on the one day of work that I saw him get, there was a lot to like about him as a second round pick at the quarterback position. And honestly, the best thing about all of this is that he immediately looked like somebody who can operate an NFL offense. And that is not something you could say of Malik Willis at this same time last year. Um, that's no indictment of Malik. 
Malik has been working very hard to progress. But if you're talking about the rookie minicamp that I watched of Malik Willis last year and the rookie minicamp that I've watched of Will Levis this year, there is no argument that this is a superior player at the quarterback position who is more ready to play should he have to. And whether that means that he's the future of the Tennessee Titans or not, whether that means that, you know, he's uh, he's going to be a career backup, whatever that means of Will Levis. Will Levis, I know, if you put him in a situation by the time we get to September, is going to be able to function. And what I can say of Malik is that he's busting his ass to be able to do so, but based off last year's analysis, he was not ready at the time. And we all knew this. Nor is Will Levis ready by any stretch of the imagination. But the question of readiness is is he more ready? Can he give you a better chance to win a football game? And I think that is the assessment that they're ultimately working towards. Um, Fade to X on YouTube says, so do we start Will Levis? No, I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't. Um, you know, again, rookie minicamp, it's just happened. There's, should he perform better in training camp and make it a legitimate discussion? We can have those conversations then, but I'm not going to, you know, May the 14th is not the time. Uh, to be doing that just yet. MB says it is so early. Everyone needs to pr- pump the brakes, drawing conclusions. It's true, MB, but I think, you know, we can, and that's fine, but I think people can express their expectations. And then, you know, whether I agree or disagree, and I'm not the arbiter of all these things, but like we're here to have a conversation. This is your guys' show. I'm just the person facilitating it. So if I can answer some of these questions or speak to some of these expectations, right, wrong, or indifferent, like, Ultimately, that's just what I'm trying to accomplish here is a dialogue about this player based on what we actually know and have seen with our own eyes. Um, And you guys will see this at some point, too. But it's just a question of right when. Uh, When will you be able to watch OTAs? Uh, I need to look at my. Are you talking about are you talking to me or are you talking? When will you guys be able to watch OTAs? Because I don't believe they have OTAs open to the public. I believe training camp is the only time when fans are uh in attendance but i can double check that for you um i can double check that for you and i can let you know if you are interested in knowing when the next time i'll be able to get stuff from the practice field is yes the media i i don't i don't know that off the top of my head i know that uh i know that vets are here tomorrow and i know that we have some availability this week um so i can I can't really like look it up for you. It would be, you know, me scrolling through my email, looking for a schedule that I got from PR. So I'm not going to do that right now. Um, but I, I will, uh, I will, um, maybe Bert, Bert, could you look that up? Uh, it, would you mind uh, seeing if you can find a, uh, um, an, a, an OTA's voluntary workout schedule for, for the 32 teams. I know it's out there. It's public information. I just, I don't want to sit there and scroll through my email, uh, just to answer that one question, but I, we will get you, uh, that if, if we can, humanly possible. Bert is on it behind the scenes. So thank you to Robert for that. Okay. Uh, so no live streams of practices, uh, Esco, on YouTube. I don't um I don't think live stream. I know they live stream some stuff like the Titans do in training camp, but not at this particular time. Now, might they do that? Potentially, but I don't I don't know what their plans specifically are. Because they've done stuff where they have Mike Keith and Amy Wells, right, of Titans Radio. Um, up on the, uh, the the deck of the uh, the third floor of the facility where you can see some of the camera angles on the practice fields. Right now, though, they are in the bubble, and I don't know that the bubble is, like, equipped for that. Like, I'm certain they're an NFL team that could do it if they really wanted to because the, pra- the three outdoor practice fields are under construction, right? Remember, they're getting that 
that uh, artificial surface installed on their practice fields because that's what they're going to be playing on in Nissan Stadium at this point. Um, so right now they're they've been almost exclusively in the bubble. But um, if there are live streams of practice, I'm sure the team will will make you guys aware of that if they are going to do some of that stuff later on. Uh, when is training camp? We don't have the dates for that officially yet, but it's typically, um, you know, not to get self-involved, but it's, I always remember tra- when training camp is because it's typically the week after my birthday. Um, so July 20th is my birthday. So probably somewhere between the 27th, 28th, 29th is when you can expect, uh, we'll have a training camp schedule before them. We don't have specific dates from the league right now. Um, okay. So, uh, let's, uh, let's keep it moving on the show. Let's get to this as a free site. Here And by the way, we're going to talk about all the other rookies. I just thought, you know, you guys were probably going to be most curious about Levis tonight. Uh, and we'll have three hours of radio to talk about a lot of uh, uh, rookie obs- rookie minicamp observations, too. So if you want to hear more about Skaronsky or Jalen Duncan, who I honestly, I have a lot of thoughts about Jalen Duncan um, just after the one day that I'm looking forward to. And we'll, we'll talking about and we'll get to that on the radio show. Uh, tomorrow at great length. But t- tonight I thought the, the Levis conversation, the most pointed version of the Levis conversation, um, was the best place to take you guys. So let's do this as a free site. The best thing that I, well, I don't want to say the best thing that I saw on the internet this week. It was something on the internet that went, uh, that was making the rounds. And it, of course, involves John ja Morant as we take a quick pivot outside of the Titans world. We will get to that here in just a second. The question I'm going to ask you is fair or foul? The Grizzlies suspending indefinitely uh, John Morant at this point. And we'll play for you the video that is the subject of that suspension momentarily. We will get to that right after I remind you that the primetime show is presented by the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. Get the Intel Edge you need to succeed. The official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators and of the primetime show is Gary Ashton. Nobody does it better. Nobody puts you in uh, a better position to succeed than the Ashton team. They will go above and beyond to find you the best information, the best properties, and make sure you get the best value. The Ashton Real Estate Group of uh, Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com. So, uh, fair foul. The Grizzlies suspending indefinitely Ja Morant. If you haven't seen the situation with Ja, um, obviously Ja had a, a, a tumultuous season. The Grizzlies were bounced out of the playoffs by the Lakers unceremoniously. Now the Lakers are heading to the conference championships. So, um, you can debate whether the Grizzlies were actually a better basketball team, but felt like the Grizz had the opportunity to do something special this year. And then a lot of different things derailed them. So, uh, Ja has now been suspended as of this morning from all team activities after a video showing the star, uh, the star guard for Memphis holding a gun, um, began circulating on social media on Saturday night. Now, that's already happened once. He was on his IG Live. He was in a club in Denver. Um, he had the weapon. He was brandishing it. That was a more egregious situation than what it was that was on this video that we're going to play for you now. But I, I want to ask you this question because I know some of you are going to take that position and say, well, it's no, what, what, what did he do here? That was wrong other than have a gun physically on a video. But uh, I will explain that to you here in just a second. Here is the video of John Morant that has been making the rounds. So it's uh, muted because the uh, the, the uh, audio is not something that we can uh, play for you here. Um, but And you might miss the actual weapon if you're not watching him. So there it just was. 
and you can tell that uh, the guy holding the camera very quickly pivots away from from Ja because he sees that Ja is holding the gun. He puts the phone in his shoulder, and now Ja no longer has the gun in his hand. Now you can say, okay, what's wrong with that? It's a harmless, you know, they're they're you know they're bopping around in the car, they're they're doing their thing, whatever. And Ja's, you know, Ja's got the pistol in his hand. I, I, you know. That's not necessarily behavior that is encouraged, right? The waving, the brandishing of a firearm. If you're just, you know, out here singing the car with your boys. But again, the video will show it to you. It seems harmless. You'll see the moment right after when the person videoing pulls the camera away because he makes that motion. There is the firearm from Ja in his hand. The guy pulls the camera away because he realizes that he's on IG Live, that 112 people are watching, but a hell of a lot more people are about to see this because John Morant just had a gun in his hand after having the whole scenario. So um, fair or foul is the question of Ja, an indefinite suspension. It is their offseason, so I'm not sure exactly what he's going to be missing at this point. Um, Courtney Jackson says, sad but fair. He's fumbling the bag and a legacy. Uh, It's bad when your idiot friend is smarter than you. Jacob Ray says, uh, Dean Buckwalter says role model. I mean, like the whole role model thing. I, and you spelled role model incorrectly. That's like, you know, cinnamon roll, not role as in you are playing a role, uh, there Dean. So anyway, uh, cause now I, for some reason, I'm just thinking of jelly roll role model and jelly roll is, I think a good role model in certain, <laughs> in certain elements. And I love jelly to death. Um, jelly story is incredible, but Ja. And the idea of role model, right? Like, you don't get to pick and choose those things. If you're in a public spotlight like him, people are going to look up to you in a certain element. And whether you want to be considered a role model to people or not, people are, you are obviously going to influence people. Now, I'm not necessarily going to get caught up in the role model situation. It's not John Morant's job to raise your children. It's not John Morant's job to, you know, uh, it's not, you know, there is nothing in his contract that says John Morant has to behave a certain kind of way because people are paying attention to John Morant's behavior. Now, there are things, there are, I mean, I say that, there is conduct clauses and stuff like that to a degree, but you understand what I'm saying on principle. Um, uh, Trilogy Taylor says it's foul because he does have the right to bear arms. And I I will say, here's the thing, okay? And this is going to sound counterintuitive, but the decision to spend Ja is fair trilogy, but, and it's not because of the gun. Okay. Like Ja can do, do, do as he likes within the, the landscape of the rules and the laws around gun ownership in the state of Tennessee. Ja can do as he likes within the realm of legality, right? That's fine. There was nothing illegal about what Ja Morant just did in that video. You are correct. But it is a fair reason to suspend him because he is displaying the behavior of a dipshit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying that John Morant is a dipshit, but he's acting like one. You know what I'm saying? The decision-making, the lack of awareness, and all these other things, that is why it is fair for the Grizzlies to suspend him. He is supposed to have corrected this behavior or at least trying to actively correct this behavior of putting himself 
in positions where this can be a story, right? I'm not talking about how he manages his personal interactions with the firearm. Uh, I'm not talking about how he, uh, I'm not talking about, you know, whether he's taken gun safety courses or any of these things. It's not about that. You're acting like an idiot when you know that eyeballs are already on you for this specific thing. So why would you bring that additional attention? Why would you jeopardize yourself this way? Why would you cost yourself the ability of sponsors to say, you know what, this guy just, you know, this guy, he's he's not respecting our brand because we've stood behind him through the first incident, and now he's just being casual with it because he's John Morant. And John, you know, I'm certain, has a, a high self, you know, just talk about ego and, and all these different things, and it's earned, right? John Morant is potentially a superstar, but he has to understand it's not just about the legality of what he's doing in the video. It's about the optics and how that represents him, the people that he endorses, whether that's Nike or anybody else that John Morant has uh, advertising uh, partnerships with. Uh, MB says, Buck isn't a dipshit, someone that behaves like a dipshit. Well, <laughs> it's my way of not personally attacking people, MB, because if I say you are acting like one without personally saying, no, you are a dipshit, I think it's a little, you know, I think it's a little more fair criticism. I don't know Ja, so I'm not saying, I don't know in every element of his life that he's a dipshit, but I know in that particular moment in time, and based on the, the pattern of behavior, he's been displaying the behavior of someone who is a dipshit, you know, and he needs to correct that. It doesn't mean that it's not correctable. It doesn't mean that's who John Morant will be for the rest of his life. It's not, you know, it's not a statement on, on Ja for the rest of eternity. But I can, I can, I don't want to personally attack people, but I think it's fair to point out, like, in these moments, you're kind of acting like a dipshit. Straighten out a little bit. Anyway, um, I think, uh, I think there's a lot. It's, it's just such a shame because I think Ja is so special. I think he's about, you know, at whatever point, if God help us, LeBron ever retires, Ja Morant has the, the potential and the athletic capability and the skill set to be like face of the NBA type of stuff, right? And he's just screwing around. And you really hate that. You really hate to see it. Um, even though, you know, all of us have moments when we're that age that our decision-making is questionable. He's just had enough of these publicly that you would think, okay, at a certain point, you have to, you have to learn your lesson here. Or otherwise, there's going to be more serious consequences. And, you know, those consequences have obviously arrived. So, uh... We'll, we'll talk a, a lot more Titans rookie minicamp tomorrow on the radio show. Uh, I'm going to see if Slay's around to talk about the Jaw stuff. But yeah, I'd be curious, Ron's perspective, having played, uh, you know, basketball at every level, um, uh, high school, you know, college, professionally, overseas, all these different things, and his interactions with various people um, in that world. Because it's just not, a, it's not something the rest of us can understand unless we've been in that ecosystem, right? Um, so I want to make sure that I'm giving a fair characterization to John, but I'd be curious to know what Slay has to say about it. So we'll have a lot of fun on the radio show tomorrow. Install, uh, it's live show week. It's live show week. I'm so excited about this. I, so many of you guys have already bought tickets. I Listen, I love the way that you guys show up and show out for stuff. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm going to play you this trailer that we put to, that the radio show put together because the live show this weekend 
breaking down the Titans 2023 draft class with Greg Cosell of NFL Films. It's got me juiced because so many of you guys are going to be there. But the great thing is it's a big old venue and we can have more of you out. So if you haven't got your tickets, go to 1045thezone.com. We're going to have some special things planned for you. It's going to be a great night. The venue is absolutely badass. The analog at the Hutton Hotel. Um, There's going to be an after after show situation. And I'm thinking about having everybody just join us at my favorite bar because it's walking distance in Midtown. No free ads, though I do love them to death. Uh, So it's going to be a fantastic night for all to attend. The tickets are only $25 for GA. If you want like drink tickets and food, they have a, they have a, a, a VIP package as well. But if you just want to come hang out, talk some ball with all your favorite Titans fans and some people that you know in the world of football with some really, really good analysis from Greg, I know you're going to want to be there on Saturday night. So get your tickets, and I will talk to you tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. If you're a fan of the Tennessee Titans, the install live show with Greg Cosell of NFL Films coming up Saturday, May the 20th at the Hutton Hotel. Get your tickets right now at 1045thezone.com to hear the best breakdown of Will Levis. Really, really excited and thankful for the opportunity. And the rest of the Titans draft class.